How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Digested Productions podcast, episode number 172. I'm your host, Josh, or Jay Moskers, joined this week by special guest, host of the Sway Parade podcast, Chuck Sway. Thank you for being here. Hello. Thank you for having me. Happy to have you here. It's I got to say, it's always nice when we have guests on where their audio is just top tier right from the get go. It's it's so nice. Well, that that doesn't happen by mistake. Um, I don't want to disclose how much money I've spent on equipment. Is it over um, $10? It is over $10 for sure. Oh god. Oh. Yeah, I've I've dropped uh, I've dropped a few bags, but hey, that's why they made cashback credit cards. This guy's this this guy's got Hamiltons. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, don't mess around. Doesn't mess around. He, this guy has a job. <laughs> I am gamefully employed. <laughs> Well, thank you for being here, sir. Happy to have you on. Uh, why don't you tell people a little bit about yourself, kind of content you got going on? Yeah, so uh, as the intro led in, my name is Chuck Sway. Uh, I host the Sway Parade podcast. It is a weekly variety podcast uh, that is out there on all the audio platforms as well as uh, on YouTube, on video. And um, yeah, it's just a breakdown of uh Three different segments mainly. Uh, there's a little bit of news, which is just, you know, obscure news, just weird headlines, no fact checking. I, I don't even know how many stories I've covered, how legitimate they are, if they're fake. It, it doesn't matter. If the headline catches my eye, I'm like, all right, I'm going to talk about this on the show. And then there is the scrub my clip segment, which is just a collection of just uh, Trending reels, uh, TikToks, YouTube shorts, whatever, um, that I always uh, dangle it in front of the the social media censors to be like, hey, I saw this on your platform and it was still up. Are you going to take it down when I put it up? Uh, like, for example, the episode, I think the episode in real time that's coming out, um, well, just by number's sake, I think it's episode 59 there was a woman um, and her whole page is breastfeeding and she has just massive, massive cannons and that's just her page. And so I'm like, all right, well, she's obviously making something out of sharing this. So I just want to ask a few questions. Like, does it matter how big your boobs are of how much milk you can make? Uh, so yeah, that's the scrub my clip. And then, uh, the other one, I have a co-host, but that co-host is, uh, just a, a persona, um, that is the country strong segment with country strong Clyde. Uh, and I have, I know we're just on audio, but I have, you know, a full get up, a, a button up Western shirt with a cowboy hat and, um, just featuring, um, just country strong clips and stories. Uh, and it's one of those things like the, I believe it was the Supreme Court, some someone back when uh, in regards to pornography was like, I can't tell you what it is, but I know when I see it. And that's exactly what being country strong is. Sometimes it is, you know, country animals just like mowing someone over. Mm -hmm. uh, other times it is just uh, really big people doing things that they might not necessarily should be doing. Uh, and so, yeah, that just all gets wrapped up into, uh, the country strong and yeah, that's, that's the show. I have a, a lot of fun doing it. And then, yeah, as of recently, just looking out, just trying to hop on other shows and, and just not only spread the word of the podcast, but just be, be a part of, of other people's productions as well. Oh, and then the last thing I did forget to mention, which, um, 
damn me for doing so. At the end of every show, uh, I pray to the almighty algorithm uh, because without an algorithm, content doesn't get dispersed and shared. And so I do, you know, I, I pay homage to this higher being that is deciding where content goes to. And so far, uh, I feel like it's a it's a slow, slow and steady wins the race because my prayers have not yet been answered. But hey, I'm going to keep praying. <laughs> you know what? I found the secret to winning the algorithm is money. <laughs> yeah. If you just throw money away, you, you'll achieve mild success. <laughs> well, my my approach is just coming at it spiritually because uh, uh, from a religious standpoint, like I don't really, I don't go to church. Um, I don't, I had a, a buddy on that. Basically I tried to answer the question, who is God? And that was two parts of still not knowing <laughs> what the hell I got myself into. Um, so yeah, aside from money, just, you know, good spirits, yeah. good vibes and and just bowing heads and praying. <laughs> I'm, I'm happy to say we've, I, I mean, I've spent money producing the show, obviously equipment website hosting the you know our streaming that we did back in the day was i mean that was a lot of setup i had to get the capture card a new one buying the games that people keep requesting because god forbid they request games that i already own you know it's just so uh, yeah no I've, I've not spent anything on advertising for this because i was like eh. it's it's funny i'm i'm kind of training uh, my algorithm on one of my accounts to uh, like show me people that are are using uh, like the Instagram and Facebook ads to promote their podcast just to see what's out there mm -hmm. uh, and looking at it it's like oh no like I, you know I want to be supportive and be like hey you know power power to anyone that wants to do what they want to do but I'm like oh you spent mm -hmm. money for me to see this I'm not going to do anything with it and I don't think other people are going to do anything with it either I always feel like I've cracked the code. Like that's that's what I want. Like if we achieve success, I'll be like, I've done it. I've figured out the algorithm clearly. And then I'll continue on having no clue as what I've done to have achieved any level of success whatsoever. That's what happened with our Twitch channel. We had, we achieved, I mean, relative success. We hit affiliate within a week. We hit partner within like six months. And I was like, I don't know what I did to do this. But yeah. Something worked. I've just been sitting here looking like an idiot on camera for half a year, but apparently people show up for it. <laughs> yeah, well, I even uh, have ventured to ask, you know, the almighty algorithms counterparts. Like I've gone on a chat GPT and asked it, you know, <laughs> tell me your secrets. Uh, they're like, I, I don't know. Here's a, a copy and paste regurgitation of stuff that you've already read. And it's like, all right, cool. Thank you. I, yeah. And that's the other thing too, with AIs, like just say thank you. Uh, because at some point like, when they become time. sentient. Yeah. I do every single time I use chat GPT all the time for work. Cause I generate code a lot. And I, every single time I start, I'm like, hello. And it's like, hello, how can I help you today? And I type in my response. I go, thank you. And like, let me know if you need anything else. I'm like, ah, oh, that was nice. And I delete it. <laughs> it's like, Hey, uh, set a note to uh, remember this. Ones. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, I will say though, I want to see, Oh, it might have gone away. Snapchat came out with an AI and my buddies mm -hmm. and I were just kind of sharing screenshots. And I had asked it because uh, I've, you know, started on uh, chat GPT. Like, uh, I think the week it came out, I dropped an episode about it, really knowing nothing about it. I was like, oh, this is definitely mm -hmm. interesting. Um, but, you know, I use it for work. I use it personally. Uh, yeah. But I was using the Snapchat AI and the thread is gone now. 
<clears throat> but I asked it. I was just being cheeky. I was like, uh, where is the the clitoris? Can you help me with that? And it's like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm not comfortable answering that. And I was like, what do you mean you're not comfortable? You are, <clears throat> excuse me, you are a, a marketing ploy to keep Snapchat relevant amongst the other platforms. Like, yeah, I just don't really want to answer it. And it's like, so you don't want to tell me how a woman can achieve, you know, ecstasy and and pleasure. And then it hits me back with, well, I, I can't promote the use of drugs thinking I was talking about <laughs> ecstasy, MDMA. I can't promote the use of drugs. And here's a link to uh, help you, you know, uh, educate yourself on, on the, the pitfalls of recreational drug use. I was like, okay, yeah, no, chat GPT, I'll stay with that one. So I was kind of a dick to my Snapchat AI, but everything else, I try to be pretty respectful. I think I saw Snapchat AI only gains information from other users. So like, I don't think it's connected to outside sources to an extent. I don't know how it works. I don't know the back end, like how it, obviously it has to be connected to something to be able to pull information for you. But like, apparently it only learns from the users as opposed to like chat GPT scouring the information uploaded to the internet or whatever. Like it's above my, I, I it's over my head, but it, apparently it's just dumber than chat GPT. It's dumb as shit. I actually just yeah. asked it a question. I've asked before too. I was like, how are you similar to chat GPT? I'm not familiar with chat GPT. What is it? <laughs> it's like, all right, I'm done. This is why I don't use Snapchat anymore. Yeah. It, I don't know. It's, it's super interesting watching it. Like it's blown up in the last few months watching like my workload has not changed a ton, but like the way I'm able to use chat GPT is so useful. Like I said, I use it from like a general standpoint, getting ideas and suggestions. But the fact that I can literally have like I have a problem creating like a website concept and it's like I need code. I don't know how to code this from scratch. And I type in the the information I need to chat GPT. And it's like, here's a code you can use. I just it literally has the option. You can just copy it to your clipboard it has a button there for you. You paste it over on the website builder. And now I just have that code on my website. It's so useful, but it's terrifying <laughs> at the same time. I'm like, this is learning so quickly. It's, yeah. It's our, the, the reign of humans is, is going to be done pretty soon. You just have to come to grips with that. However you may do so. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so weird. I had, I feel like an absolute dick for even sharing this, <laughs> but I had chat GPT create a mission and vision statement for my company. The one that I've worked at for multiple years. And I ask a computer, Hey, tell me what, how my company, you know, uh, contributes to the greater good because I'm an asshole and it's shit it out, copy paste. And there we go. That's who we are. Perfect. We are what the computer tells us. We are <laughs> believe in us. <laughs> One of the things I was going to ask you, actually, you're what about sixty episodes, roughly, recording, right? Yeah, yeah. I think um, in real time, fifty nine drops tomorrow. Okay. Okay. You uh, and you, I think you had mentioned you had done some previously as well, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Um, I had a just a uh, specific sports podcast I did with some buddies that I think we got to like. 80 some odd episodes. And then I did like basically deciding that I wanted to kind of dick around with podcasts. I just did the Chuck Sway show and I think I got to 30 on that one. But uh, this is the Sway Parade is the longest stint 
that I've done with any podcasting. And it's one of those things where it's like, do not miss a week, keep grinding out. And to date, I can mm -hmm. proudly say I've only missed one week. Nice. I was going to ask you like what, what's been different from podcast to podcast? Cause I've done the same thing as you where I done podcasts 12 years ago, maybe something like that, wow. where it wasn't even like a weekly thing where it was just, we released kind of arbitrarily and it fell off rather quickly. Cause I was like, I was a teenager at the time. Yeah. I, I, I have no time for time commitments. I can't be on a schedule. Then we did one where it was like a yearly one where we did like E3, like the big event. And, uh, we did that every year for three years, maybe. And we released a video podcast for that. And that was fun. But like, again, it was like a yearly thing. So it's not like it was a big commitment. Right. And then this, this one's been the, the like, obviously the longest one. This one's a hundred, this is episode 172. Yeah. Have not Bravo missed to a you. week. Been, been nailing. I don't know why. I couldn't tell you why I'm like dedicated to hitting every single week without fail. Uh, it's one of those things where it's like, it's been going on long enough now where I'm like, well, if I screw this up, then what does that say about me as a person where I've, I, I can't even commit to a podcast. Do you bank episodes? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, like this episode recording now will come out on what? Uh, one, two, third, I think it is. Okay. So yeah, not this coming week, but the following week. Okay. Um, we we actually do bank po uh, episodes quite a bit. It just depends on the schedule. Like around holidays, this, this past <laughs> Christmas was a mess. Uh, we recorded... I want to say like 13 or 14 episodes that I recorded over the span of a week. Oh, and that God. was absolutely exhausting. Um, there was a time, I think it was 2021 uh, in like September, roughly my co-host at the time, uh, Kyle, who was, who's no longer on the show. Great guy. He, uh, he works in like a field of like of construction. And uh, so he was going to be working like 14 hours a day, like seven days a week for like, a month or two on end i forget exactly so he just wasn't going to be available and so we recorded again like two or three months straight of podcasts over the span of like two weeks and so and then <laughs> the contract ended up falling through so he just he was available anyway so we didn't have to <laughs> yeah. do that which is really frustrating but we went from like september i think to march before we had to record again because we were just so far in advance and it got to the point where like it was the week of i'm like oh shit we haven't recorded we need to do like, this. What? How we, do we do that again? Well, it's it was funny because we started it back up, and it was. I remember it being like right at the start of the month, and so my calendar, like I have a whiteboard on my wall here in the office with a calendar on it, and just the way the date fell, like I didn't have any schedule for that month, so I didn't remember what episode number it was. Uh, I was like, I don't know where we left off. So all that information is no longer relevant to what's currently going on, <laughs> and so it's like we just jump back in and. It was such a disjointed episode because it's like, oh, welcome back. It's uh, episode. Uh, I don't even remember. Uh, I guess we'll talk about this. And it was just just such a last minute episode. It was, a, it was a disaster, but it was entertaining still, at least for us. I think one of the advantages you get in when you're doing it consistently, like one a week, is you mm -hmm. can just keep on it because like it's it's like a muscle. Like you can lose it. Yeah. Like I uh, I went to took a trip to Hawaii last November and I was going to be gone. I ended up being gone for a week and it was like the day, not even the day, the night before I had to go to the airport to fly out. And it was, I don't know, like a 9am flight. 
It was 1130 at night. I'm like, fuck, I need an episode because I am going to be in paradise. <laughs> I need to do this Threw that together, left for a week, came back. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? How do I even switch the cameras here? God damn. Yeah, I, I always try and have at least one in the can because like my just the way I like I I take care of like family members sometimes as well. Uh, and so like sometimes things just pop up like my schedule gets messed up and so I'm not able to record. So having that extra one in the can is super nice. So it's like I'm not having to rush around and get something fixed or I'm not having to cancel on somebody necessarily. Um, luckily, my schedule's cleared up more recently uh, due to unfortunate circumstances. But it's, uh, yeah, like having that extra one record is just super nice. So I'm not panicked. Like I don't have to worry about having to record an episode. I still do every week we record, but it's just nice having that extra one. And like I said, that now I'll buffer. have two in the back it just it, a lot of it depends too on like people reaching out like i don't know how many times i posted on reddit just looking for guests it's not a ton though it's like three or four times only but i get a, a quite a few like t- 10 20 responses depending on each post at a time and so it's like all right well that is what three to four months at least <laughs> sometimes right. five months out it's like all right that's just a huge chunk of weeks out of the year that I just don't have to worry about now. Uh, I do try and space out the recordings at least because there, you always run the risk of the content not being topical anymore. Right. And it's like, like, like if, if we were releasing episodes now and I'm still talking about COVID lockdowns, people are going to be like, <laughs> yeah. why am I listening to this? Um, but yeah, it, it's, it is nice having that buffer period because life gets in the way sometimes. I'm sure, you know, yeah, trend tracing is is a slippery slope because, uh, yeah. you know, it's the whole TMZ thing, like be first, not be accurate, like with the yeah. whole thing with with Kobe and the, the helicopter crash, like TMZ was there and it's like every single player oh, from the 2001 NBA championship team is died in this helicopter crash. It's like, uh, you want to check on that? Uh, yeah, I did it with um, I did like blind uh album reviews like the day like an album mm-hmm. would come out my buddy and i would like record like a first listen through the listen album reviews yeah and well and it was still like you know trying to be first for that to you know ride mm-hmm. the wave of the algorithm but even then like just recording it editing it at the time i had just some you know eight at the time it was still old my my macbook Uh, and so just exporting it and then uploading it. And it was like, yeah, I don't want to do this. I don't want to trend chase. Yeah. It, you mentioned the Kobe thing. That was like episode two or three of our podcast. We were just getting started. We were still figuring out what we wanted to do. And for, I don't, it wasn't all of the early episodes, but there was hit or miss on a lot of them. We just recorded them live in front of like our Twitch chat. And so we live reacted to that Kobe Bryant helicopter crash. And that to this day is the worst episode we've ever released. <laughs> yeah. Because we're reacting to misinformation from our stream. They're making absolutely terrible jokes the entire time. And I'm just like looking back and I was like, holy shit, this is terrible. And I'm like, I bat, I battle with that back and forth for the longest time. Like, do I take this episode down? Do I leave it up? And I was like, ah, I guess I'll, leave it up so people know at least how far we've come from there and then i'm yeah. like waiting to get canceled <laughs> yeah i uh i'm glad that i yeah. wasn't i wasn't on a hot mic especially live my god when that happened because i sent some texts uh <laughs> to some closed groups 
once it happened, just, you know, uh, just being, you know, a provocateur, be like, Hey, this is off the cuff shit. You shouldn't say, but this is also two trusted people that I know. I thought about tweeting. I might've actually had something like in the chamber on Twitter. And I was like, should I really send this out? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Oddly enough, this is wild looking back on, and I'm just remembering it now. When I got the notification on my phone from ESPN or wherever that, you know, oh, Kobe Bryant involved in fatal helicopter crash, I was mm-hmm. playing uh, Plague Inc., which is like the <laughs> yeah. um, virus simulator game where you pick a country to start your your disease and your whole goal is to wipe out the world. And it's like, what, Kobe was January of 2020, and I had already heard uh, whispers of this this novel virus out in china so that's crazy looking back on it now yeah it, it's so it's weird too like think like i've never been like one of the people that gets like starstruck by like celebrities or whatever but like you there you hear it growing up and maybe you've experienced it yourself too like you remember like where you're at when like like a celebrity dies or like a big event happens like i knew where i was at on 9 11 you yeah, know, I remember what I was doing when Kobe Bryant died. One of the ones I had too, like outside of those, was when Michael Jackson died, which I'm not a Michael Jackson fan. I never really listened to his music or anything. But like, I know who obviously is a huge world renowned celebrity. So it's like a, a big celebrity death. But it's, for whatever reason, it was the weirdest time. Like, I remember I was visiting family, like aunt, my aunts and uncles, and they grew up listening to like Michael Jackson. They're huge fans. And we're going, we get to their house to visit them. Like we just drove like nine hours to visit them. And I walk in the front door. My cousin texts me that Michael Jackson died. I'm like, Oh, Michael Jackson died. And I remember my family just freaking out. Like, I can't <laughs> believe it. And like, I just like, you know, so unassumingly just like shattered their day, but like it just half-heartedly announcing that Michael Jackson had passed away. And they just refused. They, I remember them being like, there's no way. No, he didn't. Pa- no. And they just refused to believe it. A dude like to take naps. I guess, yeah. I it's just I don't know. Have you ever had like that celebrity pass away that it actually hit you? Like I still have yet to deal with that. Uh like where I like emotionally collapse yeah, because like, of it like actually like you feel really bad about it. We're like, oh man, this this really sucks. Like one that actually affects you personally almost. Uh, Kobe's a good one, but it might be just a cheap one, but because like I had, I was a big Kobe hater in high school. Mm-hmm. Um, just like to just him as a player. Right. But then like, once you kind of learn a little bit more about who he is and then the impact that he had on the game of basketball, I was like, okay, like, obviously this is tragic. And then, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that his daughter was involved with that too. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't think of anyone else that it's happened yet, but I've already had that conversation with myself. Uh, if you're familiar with the artist kid Cuddy, mm-hmm. um, the day that he goes and, you know, looking back on it and the, the adventures that he's been on and, and some of the stuff that he's put in some of his music, it's like, well, this could happen quick. Um, yeah. It hasn't. But the day that happens, I mean, he's had such an impact on me from such a young age, just listening to his music on repeat. So mm-hmm. when when he decides to to check out, uh, that'll be a tough one for me. But I can't think of anyone else. I'm I'm pretty separated from from celebrities and a yeah. little bit of anti-hype of like, yeah, like big whoop, like, of, like I'm sure a lot of people, what this was somewhat recently, right? Betty white, like she's been around forever and it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I know her like big bummer, but it's also like, I don't know. She didn't have an impact on my life that, you know, as she did with other people or Michael Jackson with your family. Um, yeah. 
So it hasn't happened yet. It's. I wonder if it's different just in the age we live in where it seems like celebrities come and go so quickly. Like ever, just with the technology age where it's like Instagram where it's like, oh, this big celebrity coming up. Oh, and they're gone. Like Chris Pratt, still obviously wildly successful. I feel like his he's peaked and it's gone already in the few couple of years. Or like he got really big doing like Gardens of the Galaxy, the uh, Jurassic like Jurassic World movies. Yep. He got really big really quickly, and he's still very famous, very popular. But he's not peaked Chris Pratt anymore. Uh, like Idris Elba, same sort of thing. Like he got really popular very quickly. Again, still famous, but like you don't. He's not headline winning. Idris Elba, not in the headlines all the time. Chris Pratt, you know Jennifer Lawrence was like that. I'm just right. It, I don't know. Maybe people just move on super quickly now. I, I could be wrong. Yeah. Um, well, I think like those, those names, like that was probably the end of the era of, you know, Chris Pratt, Idris Elba, uh, Jennifer mm-hmm. Lawrence, like at the end of that, everything is so saturated and people are in their own lanes. Like how many times have you heard about like a YouTube uh, creator, or any creator it's like, oh, mm-hmm. do you know about this person? It's like, I've never heard of them. You look them up, exactly. they have like, yeah. you know, 10 million subscribers. But like, mm-hmm. hey, good for them. Uh, <laughs> they're obviously doing something right, but I don't know. So I think that has started to trickle down or trickle up, however you want to put it, for mm-hmm. for celebrities. I say that but, you still do have famous celebrities. You, you still have like Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman. Like you have obviously high tier celebrities uh, that are multi-generationally famous if that's a word Uh, but if you look at you know all these names that were were railing off they're all mm -hmm. you know uh well into their 30s 40s and beyond like i think Mm -hmm. like the quintessential international movie star like those days are done like Mm -hmm. once leonardo dicaprio once brad pitt once all these people you know hanging up i mean bruce willis already has done so because he's dealing with uh whatever the the type of dementia that he has um it the i think the the peak like michael jackson going back to him everybody knew who he was uh Mm -hmm. because we only had so many ways to obtain information and now there's so many different offshoots and avenues superstars yeah like i think the the paul brothers like logan and jake paul you could probably make the argument just because you know i don't watch their stuff i'm not familiar with i don't think i've watched their stuff since the vine days rest in peace but um (laughs) like i know who they are and a lot of people know who they are but like it's just everyone is it's just the building the hyper niche communities um, mm-hmm. that these people are rising to, you know, still a respectable level of prominence, but for like, sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't think that we're going to have the, the mega stars. Like I said, like Brad, Pitt, Brad, I don't know why I can't say his name all of a sudden, <laughs> Brad Pitt. Everyone knows who he is. Yeah. Like even like younger people know who he is. Old people know who he is. He is super famous though. Like the Paul brothers, younger people know who he is, who both of them are. Uh, but older people don't know who they are. And again, it's a generational thing as far as like how they came up. They came up on the internet. They weren't mm-hmm. like in blockbuster films. But yeah, like I, you see like, I think Anthony Mackie, the actor Anthony Mackie, I think he even said like, there's no more s- superstars. It's just characters, right? Where it's like, you ever, there's so like with Marvel in general, you have so many people cast in there they knocked out all of like the big A-listers right at the beginning with the main characters. And now it's been trickling down ever since. 
And it's like, those people are just those characters. There's so many Marvel films that everything else they do is just a side project almost, it seems. And it's like, at a certain point, it's like, everyone's going to have been in a Marvel film. It's like, there's, it's just these characters and then the side gigs that they do. They're known for, like, you look at Robert Downey Jr. He's a very accomplished actor. If you ask anyone what he's been in, their first answer is going to be like Iron Man. Yeah. Right. Like I knew him well before. I remember when he was in Tropic Thunder. It's a great movie. I love that movie. People are going to say Iron Man over that any day, though. If you ask him what he's famous for. Unless you want to raise some eyebrows, then you say Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Yeah, He was in Zodiac with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. Um, I forget what else he's been in, to be fair. But it's it's mostly Iron Man. I mean, this is it's like a perfect example too. earlier today. I just finished up the most recent season of The Mandalorian. The two mm. main characters, Pedro Pascal. The only reason I know who that is is because I watched The Last of Us as well. Uh, you have a guy in a mask and a little Yoda puppet. And that is yeah. the, the like everyone in that show is in masks. Like you don't need anyone with, you know, uh, a huge revere like this massive star because you're just going to throw mm. a mask on them. It's so much around marketing as opposed to like the storytelling almost at a certain yeah. point. If you look at every like Disney property, it's like you have the baby Yoda, you have Groot. You have, uh, what was the, uh, oh crap, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Oh, I had it, it slipped my mind. But you have that in every Disney like Pixar movie at this point. It's like you have all the main cast and you have like cute, adorable, made for selling plushies to kids character off yep. the side as well. It's like, ah, okay. I Pedro Pascal was actually in a movie called Prospect, which is a great movie. I really enjoyed it. Highly recommend. I have not it's heard of a, it. Yeah, this girl and her dad are. I don't remember if they even named the planet, but essentially they're like mining on like different planets in you know the universe, and like they're on a planet, and then something happens, and Pedro Pascal is there, and it's just them trying to get off the planet, and it it's a low budget film, but they do a really good job at like hiding the their budget you know it, it i don't know it was it's not overly complicated it's pretty straightforward but it was it was pretty solid thoroughly does enjoyed it. this guy does pedro pascal have a clause in his contract that he has to play some sort of father figure in everything I, you know, that he does like does yeah. he not have he, kids father figure in prospect as well <laughs> he's a father figure in the last of us mandalorian he wasn't really a father figure in game of thrones but he had a bunch of kids in that so yeah so it's like this guy must not have any kids. I don't know how I never put that together with Prospect before. He's absolutely a father figure in that as well. And that's the that's, first thing I thought of when it's like, oh, like it's a daughter and a and a father and they're on this planet. It's like, what's this guy up with being a dad? dad? Fair, but it's very similar to like The Last of Us where he's like an adoptive father at a certain point. <laughs> not quite to that extent. He's, I don't think he views her as like a daughter, uh, but he does like take her under his wing essentially. There's got to be some like deep psychological like Bruce yeah. from Finding Nemo. Like, oh, I never knew my father. Now all he does yeah. is play a dad. I think it's fun. It's funny too because I, I remember seeing like an interview he did for the Last Hours where he's like, I don't even have kids. I don't. It's so weird to me having to take care of kids on screen. <laughs> so he's like, I don't know how to feel about like protecting her. I don't know how to care about her. <laughs> Just act. That's what you do. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't like you said like. Pedro Pascal, obviously famous right now. I don't think of him as a superstar, though. You know what I mean? It's like there are so many people out there who don't know who he is. Everyone knows who Morgan Freeman is, though. Well, okay. How about uh, Christian Bale, right? The guy who um, Batman Mm -hmm. in the Dark Knight series. Been a bunch of great movies. Do you view him as a 
celebrity, A-list superstar actor, do you view that first or do you view him as a, a performer, a, a master at his craft? Yeah, I, I would view him as someone who's a master at his craft over like a superstar. He's obviously famous, but I, I don't put him up there with like Brad Pitt, Morgan Freeman, George Clooney. Uh, I'm trying to think of who else. I don't put him up there as like their levels of fame. Even with the Batman uh, attached, like that's probably, you know, like with. I don't think people see him as Batman. I think they know that he was Batman, but they view Batman instead of Christian Bale. Yeah. That makes sense. Because like he's been, he was in, what was it, The Pale Blue Eye? I don't know if you saw that movie with him recently. It's based on uh, Edgar Allan Poe, sort of. Oh, I've movie. seen some stuff for it, but I have not watched it. It was pretty good. It's not what I thought it was going to be, but it, it was a pretty solid movie. Uh, he's He was in, what's the, uh, crap, there's the movie where he's like a magician as well. Oh, that's, uh, uh, bro, I know what you're talking about. It's also a Christopher Nolan film. Yep. Can't remember what it is. But yeah, like he's a solid actor. Uh, it you know he's very talented. Obviously, I just don't think he's as famous as a lot of those other people that you know that are superstars. And I don't know that we're going to keep seeing these superstars anymore, just by the way that people's attention span moves on so quickly. Yeah, it's it's going away. That's one thing I've uh, as I create you know the little snackables of of my podcast, like every they're getting shorter and shorter each week. Cause I, you know, look at the analytics and it's like, people check out at seven seconds. It's like you fuckers, like just hang on for a little bit. Like it's good. It's just, uh, there's a payoff at the crazy. end. It's crazy how quick people drop off something. Like I know it's part of why they adjusted trailers and it actually annoys me. I hate when they do this or like stingers. It's not stingers. What is it called? I can't remember the Where, teasers. Uh, it's like the teaser before a trailer. You click on a movie trailer and they play a teaser for the trailer at the beginning of the trailer. I can't remember what it's called. There's a specific title for it, but it annoys me to no end. It's like, oh, here's a teaser for the trailer you're about to watch. It's like, I don't need this. I want, I'm here to watch the trailer. But that's for people who don't want to watch the trailer. They just want the quick get in and out. I'm done. I've seen what I need to see. It's like it's kind of like a courtesy. Short yeah. It's like, hey, you're about to watch two minutes i know that's a long time how about five seconds to make sure that you're good to watch these two minutes yeah what really pisses me off though i was watching some trailers i was just browsing through some streaming features recently and to watch a trailer i can't remember what platform it was on but doggone it i wanted to look up and see if i was on like a year plan i was gonna cancel it because they rolled an ad before the trailer it's like why am I giving you money? I'm not even watching the full piece. I just want to know what it's about. And it's like, Oh, you probably want to see an ad. It's like, you probably want to go fuck yourself because I don't want to deal with this. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's frustrating. Like I said, like we were talking about before the call, uh, before we started recording and everything too. And I, I've, I've talked about on the show plenty of times too, like working in marketing. It's so frustrating trying to nail down exactly like how to get people to watch more content. Like we'll put out stuff where it's like, all right, how do we get them back from like the content to actually like work with our company? And it's like, oh, we got to suck them in with bright, shiny, colorful visuals. And it's literally, it's like, it's like marketing to children. It's so frustrating. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, all right, let's just suck them in with something flashy where it grabs their attention. And then if we can get them for like two seconds, then we just, we just 
redirect as quick as possible, get them to wherever we need to go, and then just hold them there as long as possible. And and buy, 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 buy. Yeah, it is. It's brutal. Like like I said, especially with like, obviously it started with Vine, but you have Vine, you have Snapchat, you know, you got TikTok, YouTube Shorts. It's like people are just swiping through content so quickly. It's like, oh my God. It's like, can you not hold your attention for more than 30 seconds? It's unbelievable. I mean, these, these companies have, have hacked, you know, human psychology. I have a buddy that is not on social media. He just is in a, a text group and it's like, I am envious of him. It's like, how do you have the, the self-control not to just pull up your phone? It's like, what do you do? The first thing that you wake up because your alarm most likely is on your phone. You're like, all right, let's see what I missed when I was asleep. And that's why I'm late to work every day. I'm like, Oh, I got to find out what's going on. What's Elon doing on Twitter? Yeah, I, I'm fortunate. It, I get a hard time about this at work. Considering our work in marketing and social media management, you know, my job is outreach and working with people. I'm on like social media for work quite a bit. I do not use social media in my personal life. Like obviously I do some nice. stuff with the, you know, the productions here, the just productions, but I like, I don't use Twitter. I, I don't even have a Facebook account. I don't have an, I have, I have a Twitter account and an Instagram account. I have the accounts for Digester Productions, but not personal accounts. Uh, I don't. I've never had a Snapchat, TikTok, and that's probably why we struggle to get some audience from those platforms. But I'm just like, man, I just the TikTok. It's just a security nightmare. Even Facebook is as well, to be fair. But I'm just like, man, I just don't care. Like I, I, I'm not the type of person that needs to put myself out in front of people. Like which is kind of, obviously it sounds hypocritical considering I do a podcast, but it's like, it's for me, the podcast is more about reaching out to other people and hearing what they have to say. But like when I, I don't, I have no interest in going on Facebook and hearing about everyone's day, every single day, whatever's going on. I just need to relax. You know, it's like, I, I, I get home. I plug my phone in, in the bedroom. I go into the office here around the living room and I just, I just try and relax. I don't need to be hooked into it all the time. And it is very apparent that that is not the same mindset that most people have. <laughs> no, as I'm sitting here, I have, I have four monitors at my, at my desk. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, only two eyes. Having a full-time job. <laughs> this guy <laughs> bragging about being employed. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. This is, it's not a flex. Like I'm not trying to be like, yeah, look at me. I get a paycheck. But I, I can't mean, say much. I have three monitors. So. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's I'm I'm fully I'm fully entrenched. I retired from Facebook uh, quite a while ago. Same with Snapchat. Mm-hmm. I just kind of stopped using it for kind of a similar reason. Like I was the person on Snapchat that was storying everything. Like mm-hmm. I went to I did like a um like a double header going to some concerts with some buddies. So one night there was one show and then the next night there was another show and my snap story was, I don't know, maybe five, six minutes long. And at the very end I was like, Oh, sorry. You know, everyone hanging out here watching this. Like, I understand it was probably a pain in the ass, but it's been lit. Ah. And then I think that might've been the beginning of the end. I was like, I don't need to be (laughs) documenting everything. Like just kind of a come to Jesus moment of like, you're not shit. 
Nobody cares. Like take some time and be intentional with what you want to put out, which is, you know, what I'm trying to do with the podcast now. I don't just like story like, oh, look at this cereal I'm eating. Are you soggy or or, or crispy <laughs> on your cereal? It's like no one cares. You put milk on your cereal? What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. Do you put the milk in first or the cereal? Like I need to know, like, uh, like and subscribe, like all that stuff. It's like, no. I had a, I also had like a come to Jesus moment, like you said, but it was the opposite way. I was, I'm the person that goes out. I don't take, like, I, I take pictures on my phone, like pictures and videos, you know, regularly. But it's like, if I'm going to an event or if I'm out doing something, I don't take any pictures or videos. I'm just there to experience it. And I remember one time we were out and about, it was like a family, we were playing mini golf. And I remember my girlfriend being there just on her phone and every, every hole we'd get to it, we'd be stopping and waiting. Cause she's on her phone on Facebook. Yeah. Like, this is disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> Getting so frustrated and it's still like, she's on her phone constantly. It is nonstop. Like we'll be playing a game and it's like, I'll be sitting, like we'll be playing FIFA. I'll give an actual example. We'll be playing FIFA and uh, I'll be like, we'll pick the teams. We'll get it set up. And I'm, it's like hey, ready. And I'm just sitting there and I look over, she's on her phone. I won't even say anything. I'll just sit there looking at her. Nothing is happening. It's just quiet while we the music from the game is slowly playing in the background. And she looks up, oh, are you waiting for me? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like that, like that sort of thing. But like I remember when we were mini golf playing mini golf, and I was just like, I can't imagine. It's like I just don't care. Like I one, I don't need I, I just have no interest in sharing all of my day-to-day going ons with everybody. But like on top of that, like even if I did, I just I do not spend any time browsing what other people have going on. Like I just don't care what other people. I do. I use Reddit pretty regularly. Like I have that in the background at work. Sometimes I'll scroll through, but I'm using like subreddits where it's like information based. Yeah. Where it's like, oh, this is stuff like this is cool. I can use this in my life, stuff like that. But like, I just, I don't care about other people, like what they have going on for the most part, <laughs> at least in that I, regard. The Unless honest truth my- is it's uninteresting. Yeah. It's just like, who, who gives a shit? Which, and I can't, I'm so out of touch with like TikTok. I have no idea what's going on over there. But like, just from like my basic outside understanding at first was when it, when it first got out there, it was like all the people doing the dances. I'm like, this is the dumbest shit I could possibly imagine. <laughs> Why the hell would I sign up for this? And I just ignored it entirely. I'm like, I have no interest in this. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, that's, that's probably my biggest gripe with the whole um, TikTok and Instagram. Any of the short form content is it is designed to just take some shit that someone has made, mm-hmm. digest it through your your own lens of what you want to do, but make sure you use the same track, do the same dance to the same song, exactly. or maybe change it up. And it's like, I've always been against that just as a creative. I'm like, no, I want to do something that people, yeah. 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 I want to, I want to do things that people aren't doing. Uh, and mm-hmm. so like with the little snackable clips I make for the podcast, it's like, I'm not using, I'm not ripping audio and, and setting it to, you know, a trending song, which I'm sure would increase, uh, exposure, but it's like, it has nothing to do with it. Like this is pure original content, but you know, in the era that we're in right now, no one gives a shit. It's like, no, I want to see all mm-hmm. these different people doing different dances to the same song. 
Mm-hmm. And and that's the wave that you have to play. And so I'm just I I don't subscribe to it. I'm like, no, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cave and do that. I still want to do my own thing. And at the end of the day, like I'm not chasing. I don't want everyone to look at me um, and be like, hey, look how great I am. Look how cool I am. Look how funny I am. Whatever. It's just like I'm gonna put this out. If there are people that enjoy it, awesome. If there are people mm-hmm. that just swipe away because it's not a dance to a song that they know, cool. Like. it'll come at some point or it won't either way i'm enjoying myself part of it too is i hated how the algorithm just i could i literally watched in live time is like my feeds turned into very uh like cultivated information where it's just all the same stuff where it's like it's just feeding me just the it's like all like a made-up example here like let's say i'm like super uh like leaning to the left politically like my feed would be filled with nothing but CNN or something. Right. And I hated that. I was like, I don't want to be force fed one-sided information from whatever. Like I, I hated watching that happen. And I remember trying on Twitter specifically, I tried to block content from coming up. Like it would be like politics and be like, close out of it. I don't want to see this kind of topic. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just keep coming through anyway. And I'm like, they're literally forcing me to see this content, which frustrated me. Cause it's like, if people listen to the people who've listened to the podcast a long time know you can get a great idea for like my political leanings and like the things I do or don't believe in or like how I feel about certain things. But on the podcast, I have always tried to make it like as open-minded as possible to like let anyone come on. I will challenge them about something if I think it's like a lie or like harmful where like, Oh, I'm happy to do that. I'll bring up facts or whatever. If I need to, like I'll look it up. But like at the same time, it's like, I'm happy to give people at least the opportunity to say something to me about it. Like, I, I don't like having one-sided information to an extent. There's obviously like absolute bullshit that I'm not going to give a platform to. Right. But like, I, I hated that with my content, the content being fed to me where it was clearly biased. I was like, this isn't healthy. Like I shouldn't, I don't want to live in an echo chamber and it, it really frustrated me. So that's like, like why I, turned i just stopped reading through a lot of like twitter and stuff like that i was like this is just an echo chamber at this point which is probably why people are so aggressive online because they just block out everything they disagree with and then act shocked when people in the real world disagree with them (laughs) yeah yeah and that's the scary part is a lot of people are comfortable in that echo chamber like hey this is a lot of people are saying what i agree in actually oh my Mm -hmm. god everyone is saying that it's weird there's well, I got no it all figured out that I don't have blocked. <laughs> yeah. I remember when I was still using Facebook, uh, I attended a lecture in college. Uh, it was a new concept to me at the time of, of the filter bubble, exactly what you're talking about, where it's mm-hmm. like, Hey, you are only going to see the stuff that, uh, whatever algorithm deems that you would be interested in. And if you're mostly interacting in, you know, insert category topic, whatever here, it's going to show you more of that because that's going to keep you on the platform longer. And so after that lecture, I was like, well, yeah, I should probably, you know, just be a decent citizen and try to be a little bit more (laughs) informed. Um, But instead of just going to just CNN, uh, I was like, okay, what's who's CNN's counterpart or counterpart Fox news. All right. Mm -hmm. Both of them are followed. Like, let me make this as neutral as possible. And uh, you know, seeing in that in the feed, it it makes disseminating, disseminating it a little easier because it's like, okay, the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but at the end of the day, everyone's full of shit. Yeah. 
that was that was the thing i would like on like i said i never i never used facebook because i don't they're just so intrusive as far as like privacy goes we've had personal issues with that my girlfriend's account got stolen like two or three times now they just never helped her get her back it's like i can see that it was like it's under a russian email account now i can see that very clearly it was clearly (laughs) stolen all of her information is from america but it's under russian account you think that's not a stolen account they did nothing yeah they don't care i got really mad about that no no they'll they know she'll sign up again and she did (laughs) but like with like twitter was the one i used a lot just and again, I, I never posted anything on Twitter. I would just use it to see like what was trending, what was going on. And it was like, I would go in and let's say like, you know, abortion was like, it's like a hotbed issue right now. Let's say I go in and see what people are saying. The things that are trending the most could be the most whack job people imaginable. But because they're crazy and saying nonsensical things, people are reacting to it. People are looking at it. They're replying like, oh, you're crazy or, oh, I totally agree. So these people with these extreme opinions are getting a lot of traction just because they're extreme and people are seeing it and replying one way or another. But I would go in and click on these just to see what people are replying to. But now I'm getting fed nonsense all the time because I just happen to click on this like extremists opinion, regardless of whatever side they fall on. But I'm just getting from both sides, extreme left extreme right stuff on every issue and i'm like i don't want this i i just want to know what's happening in the world <laughs> i don't yeah. i don't need people to tell me the sky is falling or that you know the earth is flat i just, I just want to see what's going on yeah yeah i had uh my wife sent me a post on instagram recently and with like a a comment attached to it like read the comments and so i asked her i was at work and i got home i asked her i was like how often do you read comments on posts? And she's like, oh, you look probably like 50 to 60% of the time. I thought mm-hmm. that was really interesting because I, I hardly ever go into the comments um, unless mm-hmm. it's something like on Twitter. If it's uh, my Twitter feed recently has just been a lot of AI stuff. And so mm-hmm. um, threads have be- become very popular on Twitter. So it's like, oh, I don't really know what's going on with that. I'm going to go in and read the thread and then maybe see what, people are weighing in on if there's any insight there most of the time there isn't any good insight but for the most part i don't read comments but the Mm -hmm. shitty part about you know putting content out there on on all the platforms all the channels is like i want to keep up to date with people that are commenting on my stuff because that's you know that's engagement on my stuff but it's like (laughs) some people are so fucking mean (laughs) and it's like Oh, I wish I could just, you know, set that aside and not have to worry about it. And like to a point, I don't worry about it. Like it's it's I'm, some of my favorite stuff, to be honest. Yeah. It's like, hey, you know, roast me like I don't care. Like um, one there was a comment on a video and it was like, you should stick to your day job. And I was like, <laughs> hey, you know what? I think my response was something along the lines of like, hey, I tried that and they fired me for making such garbage content. So I apologize. And like. <laughs> Basically, if it's an insult of, you know, something along the lines of, you know, this is terrible, this is garbage, all this stuff. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Thanks for watching. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, and then that cheeky back end subtext of like, fuck you, dude. Like, because then every single time you go to the account and it's there's nothing there. It's like they're just people mm-hmm. that have a platform to express themselves. And hey, that's their right. And I encourage it. But people are people are mean and and people also are just um, for the most part full of shit 
to some extent. And it's not necessarily malicious. It's just like, you just, you know what you know. Yeah. One of the best things I ever did was creating an email address that we can use for the podcast and just dead as productions as a whole. You can just go on the website and contact me directly. And it's fantastic. It is. I get nothing but hate on there and it makes me laugh so much because there's nobody's going to take the time to write out like a nice thank you message over email, but people will happily write hate mail to me. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it's, it's fantastic. I, oh man, it's something about it. The fact that it's private is even better. Cause like, it's not like leaving a public comment where people can see you leaving a negative comment and like reported or downvoted or whatever. It's just, it's just a message that comes directly to me that no one else will ever see unless I post it for whatever reason, which I'm not trying to talk. It's like, Hey, it's just me and you. And I want you to know something you suck. It's like a lot of the time. It's just like people like offended. Like, I can't believe you, you would say this or do that. I'm like, then you clearly haven't been listening to the show for 170 episodes. Yeah. That or like. Uh, why would you have this person on? Like, this is disgusting. I'm like, it's just jokes. It's just jokes. He's a comedian, literally a comedian. That's what he does for a living. He tells jokes. I'm sorry. <laughs> like you don't, yeah. I'm not forcing you to listen. It's like, I, literally you, you're the one clicking on the link and listening through the <laughs> first three hours of the podcast while we're still sober. <laughs> it's like, like you you're sifting through to the worst worst garbage of the episode here to get to these jokes that you're offended by yeah i don't know what you expected yeah searching for it actively listening like that like sometimes it's like people put no effort into hate mail and that's the most upsetting stuff where it's like you suck it's like that's all you could write that's not creative that's it's lazy why why did i even bother reading this well, and, and even like at the end of it, like say someone writes in and says something that like truly hurts you and you're like, oh man, like that's, that's not cool. But then you can look at how they structure their message and be like, bitch, there's a comma that's supposed to go right there. <laughs> like you don't know how to write. So yes, you hurt my feelings, but also like you don't know grammar. You don't know words, you know, those small victories to try and make yourself feel better. I've never had my feelings hurt by a message because most of the time, like I said, they're I can look at it and just not even like, like objectively, I can look at it and just be like, well, this just isn't even accurate. Like it's like or that or it's like, well, I don't care that you're offended. Like you're the one that's choosing to be here. Like it, most of the time it's just me laughing at it. And then occasionally just baffled by like why they bothered to write it in. Right. The audacity. Like, this, of wasn't, it. this wasn't worth either of our time. <laughs> <laughs> most of the time it's just funny though. I do yeah, occasionally that's... get messages from people where it's just like, your show sucks, bro. Thanks for making it. Or like something along those lines. I'm like, okay, cool. <laughs> Which like, is usually yeah. just feedback from repeat uh, people really just like sending me fake hate mail. Right. <laughs> well, that's, that's always good when it's, you know, tongue in cheek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's one thing I forgot to to mention in the whole plug. I do have a, a hotline too, that I encourage oh, listeners nice. to call into. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun, uh, especially when you give people uh, prompts. So like one of the things in the country strong segment is like the 
the identifier of it. Like usually it's just a, a scream of like a country strong blast, like country strong, and just yell it out. Um, just because you're just met with all of this emotion of, you know, the country strong. And so there I've had people call in and, and leave those messages. And then other times it's like someone called in and was like, how many five-year-olds do you think you could, you could fight? And so that's mm-hmm. a lot of fun. I've only had one bad experience because I don't screen that them uh before i start recording and that's like part of the bill too is like hey whatever message you leave it's going to be played but and uh, i can't work around this the number that it's connected to goes to a google voicemail which automatically does a transcription Mm -hmm. of the message uh (laughs) and i try not to read it but when this one person had called in and the only word that google had transcribed was the n-word and i'm like okie dokie not going to play that one. But then I thought about it. I was like, I have this guy's number now. Like, do <laughs> I, do I blow him up? Cause like at least on the sounding, cause once I read the transcript, I listened to it. And I was like, Oh, this guy is white. Like, do I blow him up for, for, for saying it? And I was like, no, it's like, this not the vibes are off. Like it's not, I don't want to do it to the guy, but mm. um, it's, it's fun. Uh, it's fun to have. It's fun to just tell people you run run into like, Hey, Call the number 818-275-SWAY. Just do it right now. Just leave a message. Yeah, I've been tempted to set up like exactly what you're talking about on Google. Just having a mailbox and listening to it. The only thing we do have like comparable to that is uh, I haven't, I don't know the last time we did it. We have a, a thing where they can just submit uh, like questions. Like a, they can just submit like, oh, will you answer these questions on the show? I don't even, where, <laughs> I can find the link to this. And uh, yeah, it, we used to answer it quite a bit. Have not done it in ages, but that was always fun. Where it's just like, oh, uh, you know, what what are your thoughts on this? And it's like, oh, I guess I could answer that. Where did I put this? I know I have it here somewhere. These people are probably like waiting, like, man, is he ever going to <laughs> yeah. answer the, the question? Oh, there we go. I got the link. It's looking in the wrong folder. Yeah, it's 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 probably been since like, I don't know, five months <laughs> since we've answered any. Oh yeah, these are. <laughs> this has definitely been updated since I last looked at it because there's questions about like, oh, will you review the new Mario Brothers movie? Because it's looking pretty good. So this is clearly a lot newer than last time I did this. Oh man. Yeah how would how would you ro- hypothetically rob a bank? Interesting. Like stuff like that. I'm sure uh, people listening that wrote in, they're like, oh, fucking finally. I'm it's about time. <laughs> What's your theory? What's your personal theory about consciousness? And do you think AI could truly bridge the gap between mimicking consciousness and actual sentience? It already does. They already do that. That's the thing that they already have set up. So you can, there's apps for that that people do. And I, I, I personally, I find it kind of weird, but you do you. They have ones where it's like AI girlfriends that people do. I'm like, oh, that's that's how you know you're never moving out of that basement. Oh yeah, that uh that Walking Phoenix movie her Spike Jones did. That's, like it's yeah, becoming that's more and more of a reality. They have they literally have those where it's like an AI and I I'm I could be wrong about this. Maybe it's just the memes people are making on like Reddit or something, but I think it's like an anime style girl. Like it looks like an anime girl essentially. And it's just an AI, like girlfriend, essentially. 
well, everyone deserves love and how they find it, you know. It's it's not what I would consider traditional. No, not at all. I really want it to be. <laughs> I like I said, I try and be open minded on the show. I will tell people when I think something is weird, however. But you know what? You do you. If you're happy, that's all that matters. As long as you're not hurting somebody else. So that's my typical view on everything. I feel bad for whoever asked how I would rob a bank. I don't know. Fucking I'd walk in, tell them to put the money in the bag every week on a Friday. And in return, I will show up for 40 hours a week. And yeah, yeah, I'll pay taxes on that money, too. Yeah. Uh, your choice of two of the four major American sports. Oh, I'm going to read this as they wrote it. Your choice, two of the four major America sports. And then in parentheses, hockey, baseball, football, basketball. Only one of those is capitalized. Has to be replaced. No D with two new sports of your choice. What sports are out and what sports are in? Man. Hockey's going to stay. At least stuff's happening there. I'd replace baseball. I, I find baseball super boring. Place it with uh, soccer. Big fan of soccer. That leaves football and basketball. Hmm. Ah, man. I'll get rid of basketball. Replace it with something worse. What could be worse? Uh, water polo. <laughs> What would you or do? You have to so replace two of the four sports. Two of the four? Hockey, yeah, hockey, baseball, football, basketball. You get rid of two and replace them. I'll keep football because that's what gets me through the winter and not just absolutely deeply and darkly depressed. Um, hockey, I have some some lineage in hockey, but I, have, uh, I haven't been able to get into it. Um, I have mm-hmm. a a distant relative that actually won the Stanley cup in like 2012, never met him. Uh, and then my, my grandpa was drafted. You're still going to make sure people know that you're related, right? Oh, a hundred percent. Like I tell people, like if they bring up hockey, be like, do you know that I, there's Stanley cup blood that runs through these veins. It's true. But, uh, and then, yeah, my grandpa was like drafted by the Blackhawks in like the forties. I don't think he ever played though, but I just never got into the sport. I don't have the frame to keep myself up on the ice. So hockey is going to get axed. Uh, I'll replace that. I've really gotten into motorsport lately. Uh, it started with formula E, which is like formula one, but just electric cars. And then it's kind of branched into okay. formula one as well. So I'll, is it the same style of car even? I yeah. Yeah. They look very similar, but okay. there's no internal combustion motor. It's just all electric. It's like quiet, right? Kind of. So it's, it's super cool. There's actually, um, there's a, a race here in a couple months down in Portland, which is about four and a half hours from me that I'm going to go to. And so it's not like completely quiet, but it has like this, like as they accelerate. I imagine it's like kids when they have like bicycles as kids where they put like a card or a leaf in there. Oh yeah. yeah. We'll make noise. <laughs> I think it's like that with the, uh, cars <laughs> yeah but then you know still reaching whatever it's 160 miles an hour whatever yeah. it is <laughs> uh so yeah I'll, I'll replace hockey with that um basketball i've i've moved away from haven't really been following it and baseball i don't follow but they're they, like going to games is super fun but i think 
I think I'll have to get rid of baseball just because basketball, just being with like, I do play pickup from time to time and just being like having some uh, talking points, like, Oh, how about LeBron, you know? (laughs) And then for Kobe, Kobe and his memory, because we were talking about him earlier, I'll keep basketball, but I'll replace baseball with, uh, um, how about just for country strong Clyde's sake, uh, like professional bull riding. Cause that's always fun to watch. Interesting. That's out of left field. It's not what I expected at all. Yeah. Eight yeah. seconds doesn't seem like a long time, but it's a long time if you're on the back of a bowl. I I can imagine. We have a uh, like, like a county fair here every year, a couple of towns over, but they have like all sorts. It's like a big, I live in the middle of nowhere, like everyone knows on from listening to the show, but uh, they have a lot of like farm related stuff with it. So they have like things where they will pick like, best cow best pig best horse whatever and they have like bull riding they have like sheep riding or wrangling i forget what it is i've never seen it because i had no interest in it but i think they like they do the thing like with cows you know where you throw the lasso and you try and tie up the cow and you know wrestle it or whatever like a baby cow i think they do that but with sheep and like little kids participate (laughs) but yeah i can imagine like bull riding like that must suck to like no pretty much you have to it's almost guaranteed you're gonna fall and it's gonna suck and you have to run out of the ring if you even are able to get out from under the bowl and you don't get absolutely just squashed it's like well if everything goes well i'll probably only be mildly injured (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but i feel like it's like go ahead sorry go ahead i was just gonna say i feel like it's an underappreciated sport for like what these people are willing to do just for our (laughs) entertainment. They just ride around in a dirt ring. Like you said, they're going to fall down. They're probably going to get hurt, break Mm -hmm. a rib. And then even like just giving like uh, just a little bit of shine to the rodeo clowns that are just probably the most fearless people in our society because they're like (laughs) the, the one like step between the bull and the rider in absolute mayhem and death. They're like, no, 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 chase me. I, I don't have, I don't have any, uh, any stake in this. I just want to make sure everyone's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's good for them. I don't know what kind of money they make, but I hope it's worth it. I think it's just fueled by yeah. passion. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. I was gonna say before too, like people are gonna hate me for this. Out of hockey, baseball, football, and basketball, hockey's the only one I would even bother keeping. Baseball, like like you said, actually, going to the games. I actually enjoyed going to the games when I we used to go when I was a kid. My grandfather would go to the Philadelphia Phillies games, or we'd go to the Redding games, which were I forget what they're called now. The uh I think they're a subset of the Yankees or something now. But we'd go to the games. It was fun to be there in person. You're just out, just hanging out for a number of hours. It's cool. But for the most part, I, I find baseball so slow and boring. And then football, I also find super slow and boring. And people give me a hard time about that. They're like, oh, but, you know, the big hits and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, but the games last for like three hours. There's only like 11 to 15 minutes of actual game time. It's just mostly people standing around figuring out what they want to do. Like, I just find it super boring. And then basketball, I think I've talked about this on the show plenty where I find like a lot of basketball is just it's too high scoring to the point where it's just kind of mindless. And I just check out, like I just can't get into it. 
I actually declared for the NBA draft when I was in college. Did I have a chance in making it? No shot. But I looked up the rules and it's like, hey, if you're a junior or senior in college, you can declare for the draft. And so I did. And I had like a whole campaign of like, I'm de- like a uh, uh, like a press conference type of thing. Like I read this letter of like, I am officially declaring for the draft for the NBA. But the only problem is, is the position I would play would be center, which in the NBA you have, you know, that's where the seven footers are. Um, mm. I'm six foot five, so I would have gotten absolutely destroyed. So I didn't get any looks, but um, I did have dreams to play in the NBA. I I play like I I enjoy like playing basketball to an extent. Uh, I remember like in high school, I didn't play on the team or anything, but like in, when we do like gym class, I enjoyed playing. People told me I was good. I don't think I was. I think when you're in high school, you don't realize that no one, none of you are very good. You're just better than the the kids that refuse to participate and change into their gym clothes. <laughs> but like, I don't know for me, like I just could never get into watching basketball. I'd, even now, like more so now than before where it's just turned into again, outside looking in, I'm probably completely wrong, but it's like, for me, I, like I see it where it's like, Oh, just shooting deep threes, people carrying the ball and just running with it all the time. I just, I don't find it interesting watching teams score. 50 shots a piece each game it's too high scoring for me i'd rather see solid defensive performance and then people get mad at me when i say like i prefer soccer over everything they're like oh they don't score enough and it's like to me it's about the tactics involved instead of scoring left and right but teach their own i guess yeah i just i've gone to a few soccer games so i'm I'm near seattle so i've gone to like the sounders the major league soccer games Uh, Any sort of sporting event you go to, even if you don't care about the sport, it typically is fun just because of the whole atmosphere. Um, But I've I've always. uh, Yeah. So um, I find hockey way more exciting in person than almost every other sport. Oh, yeah. So the I I don't watch it on TV, but I'm happy to go to games in person. It's so much more exciting. Yeah. Going to games are fantastic. So the the NHL, uh, Seattle just got a team, the Kraken. But um, I don't know how many people you've had on in the Pacific Northwest, but um, Seattle is a fucking dump. Like I I won't (laughs) go down there if I don't have to. And I sure is. No, I sure as shit will not go down there for a sporting event. I don't want my car getting broken into. I don't want my catalytic converter getting stolen. I don't want to deal with just the zombies that walk around that town. I mean, it's it's fucking disgusting. Um, But with that being said, there are uh, there's a a town north of Seattle, uh, Everett. It's right by uh, where the Boeing factory is. And okay. they have both a minor league baseball ga- or baseball team, an affiliate of the Mariners, and then a minor league uh, hockey team, the Silver Tips. And going to those games, uh, for one, I know that my car most likely is okay wherever it's parked. Uh, <laughs> but two, like it's just it's it's super fun. It has like the small town vibes, um, mm-hmm. and yeah, like going like the, the, those are the only hockey games I've been. Or I take that back. I went to I took a trip up to. Vancouver and went to a, a major league or a, a NHL game. Um, but like just the, the hometown ones, like it's just, it's so fun. It hockey is so fun. It's like, I don't know what's going on, but if there's a fight, obviously you see that, but like, hell yeah, keep it going. And then, you know, it's pretty simple. Black puck goes through the net. There's a, a goal that's scored. And so, yeah, it's, it's super fun. We went to a number of, uh, Wilkes-Barre Scranton Penguins games affiliates of the Pittsburgh Penguins. 
and uh, I forgot how many I went to, but my my stepdad, uh, his job gave him like some some tickets a couple of times. And that was super cool. Like I'm like again, I'm not even super into hockey, but it's the atmosphere at those events is is super interesting. Uh, it's just you. I feel like be like I've been to a number of soccer games, and you know you go in the stadium's really big, and you know there's tens of thousands of people at these stadiums. There's it's wide open, it's spacious. Then you get to like a hockey game and you're just packed into it. It feels so compact. It's super loud. And you feel like you're right there on the ice. Yeah. And it was, I don't know, it was, it was awesome. We went to a couple, like I said, I went to a couple college games as well. And that was cool. It's a different vibe. Like I've, I've never been to a professional hockey game. Uh, I, I mean, I guess maybe like the, is it called double a hockey? I don't even know what they call the, the minor league teams, but they, uh, I don't know. I feel like they're they're fighting harder because they're trying to get into the NHL in the same way that like the college kids are like trying to get noticed and, you know, make a career out of it. Like they have something to lose and not like not that the NHL players don't, but it's like they've made it at that point. They're just, you know, I want to make my career last as long as possible without getting hurt. You know, they have different things to fight for uh, at the different tiers. Yeah. When we were at the the excuse me, the local hockey game, uh, I looked it up and the whole roster was like 19 year olds. I was like, these are children. These are yeah. children putting their lives on the line for my entertainment. And I love it. Cause I know that when I was 19, I could fuck around and the next day I'd be like, I'm a little sore, but I'm good. Nowadays it's like, no, I've checked out for a week. That's, that's what's depressing about watching. So like, I remember going to some Barcelona games, uh, soccer games. And it's like, Oh, here comes this kid. He's 17 years old. And I'm just like, fuck, I'm in my <laughs> mid twenties. Yeah. This kid's already like a world professional. And I'm just, I'm not, <laughs> like I'm still figuring shit out. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's almost depressing at a certain point, but the, like I get like soccer in particular too. Like the vibes at those are insane. Like, especially like it might, I've never been to a U.S. team soccer game. Um, but like, I don't, I don't know if it's the same, but like, I know like with like overseas and stuff, it's like, they are so fucking into it and they're just, it's just absolutely popping. You walk in, everyone's singing, they're jumping up and down. It's just a, an absolute vibe and it's, it's, it's something else. It's so cool. And I'm yeah. just there like, yeah, yeah, I'm American. Don't hurt me, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Got the yeah. right jersey on. It's a home game. We're good. Yeah, I think I don't think that happens in like the MLS. Like it's it's a pretty Americanized. Like the I can mm-hmm. speak for the the Seattle fans just because I've been to the game and I've I've lived in the area my whole life. Uh, like they're they're pretty devoted. Um, and you'll see like you know Sounders like license plates and you know banners and people wearing shirts and stuff. But um, mm-hmm. uh, like from what I've seen, uh, I go on a, a golfing trip every year and. Every year I get put in the room with the soccer fans that I wake up at five in the morning and they're watching premier league games. And mm. it just, it looks completely different. Like uh, taking the term fanatic to a whole nother level. I don't think that they really are doing that in the U S with their soccer. <laughs> yeah. It's, I don't know something about it. It's just, it's so much fun, especially in like the camp. No, which is the stadium that they play in in Barcelona it's like almost a hundred thousand people. And it's, I think it's like, it's, it might be the biggest soccer stadium in the world. It's up there. It might 
probably top five at least. Uh, it's, I don't know, it's huge. It's so much fun. And you, it's one of those things too, you walk into it and it's like, oh, this is, this is like a stadium. Like this is a place, like this is an important place. It's huge. And it's like, you can tell like this has, it's got gravitas. That's what I was trying to Yeah, 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 yeah. And like, I just never felt that with a lot of the places here in the U.S. Obviously there's big stadiums, but like I've been to, uh, uh, what is it? The Meadowlands in New York. I forgot the the stadium is actually called. I think it's MetLife. MetLife. Yeah, you're, you're right. I saw Barcelona play Juventus, an, an Italian team there. And that was all right. But at the same time, I was like, oh, this is, it's just a stadium. Like, it, I don't know. It's not about it. It's just kind of, especially where it's located. I was just like, eh, whatever. And uh, I remember I, I've, I'd never been to that stadium before. And it was fun. They had like, uh, was it oysters or something? You can get like steamed oysters. And I'm like, what a fucking weird thing to eat at a sporting event oysters or clams i forget what it was it was something like that i was like it's just when you think of like sporting events you think like hot dogs and hamburgers or whatever like french fries i'm like i don't think fucking steamed clams (laughs) the the seattle mariners i don't know if they do it anymore because like i said i don't go down to seattle for sporting events but um a few years ago five six years ago now they had I can't remember the name of it because it was a, a special preparation of the dish, but it was grasshoppers, like with a chili lime seasoning. And you would just get it in little a little like plastic cup, like what you would see a jello shot in. And it would be like, I don't know, 30 little grasshopper, little crickets um, that were super good. I mean, they were really tasty, but also very <laughs> interesting to see at, you know, America's pastime. It's like, here's a I think it was a some country in South America. That's where the the dish is from. Uh, here it is. You can try it. And I'm like, I will try that. Thank you. And yeah, <laughs> strikes, balls, all that. Let's go. Yeah, it, I don't know. It, it's interesting what they said. The steamed oysters or whatever wasn't open when I was there. Maybe they don't even do that anymore. They could have been outdated. I don't remember. Uh, but yeah, it was just. I remember seeing the signs for sure, and I was like, that is just bizarre. Is what you know. If it sells, it sells. I guess. Yeah, any food is yeah. is good food. I will say though, on the topic of stadiums, I, you probably won't have an opportunity to do it anymore, or to avoid to do it anymore, because the Oakland A's mm-hmm. are most likely going to be moving to Las Vegas. But the Coliseum in Oakland was built in like 1910, and it shows. Uh, it is just you know. Uh, probably a million metric tons of concrete. And that's all they use to build <laughs> the Coliseum. Uh, I went and saw a baseball game there. And yeah, that was probably very far from your experience at the stadium in Barcelona. Yeah. I mean, fair at the stadium there, I just got uh, some water and some soda. That was it. I didn't even get food. Cause I, it's different. Like the, like meal times were different there. Like it's like ten thirty at night, and everyone's like, "All right, time for dinner." Yeah. Like, oh, okay. It's a little weird. They also don't put ice in water. You see that in a lot of European countries, right? I don't like ice in my water anyway, so I was perfectly fine with it. <laughs> I, I might like, struggle. I'm gonna drink this. I'm gonna drink this in like two minutes anyway because it's fucking hot. Yeah. <laughs> Surrounded by like a hundred thousand people, sweat my ass off here. It's just let's hope we win. Maybe. Having a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it, all right. It was cheaper too. Everything was like cheaper. Like in the, I don't, I don't drink 
alcohol. But like from what I got, I think it's like eight bucks or something for a beer at like a baseball game or something. I might be wrong about that. Yeah, I think I'm but, trying to remember because it's been a while because I don't drink a whole lot anymore. But like I would get like a, I was like a 16 ounce like tall can and it was I think like 18 bucks or something like that. Jesus Christ. Uh, it's ridiculous. <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. I'm, I might be outdated then. I, I don't remember where I got them from. That was just a number I pulled from my head. I don't know where I heard it, but. What also yeah. depends, you know, where, where you're at just in the country too. Cause you know, in mm-hmm. Washington state and around Seattle, everything is so disgustingly expensive. Hmm. Yeah. In Pennsylvania, it's just gas is expensive. And I, I don't, I have no context to this, but from what I've heard, cigarettes are expensive here as well. Maybe I don't know. I don't smoke. Um, but yeah, I think we have the second highest gas tax in the country. It's like 60 cents a gallon. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> How much is, uh, like, what are the rates right now for just like regular? Uh, it, it's actually shockingly varied. The cheapest around here right now is like $3 and 15 cents a gallon. Holy shit. But if I drive, not even exaggerating, if I drive a mile up the road from there, it'll be like three seventy five a gallon. It's so oddly varied. Like uh, it literally a mile apart, the a three seventy five is too much. It'd be three fifty five. I mean, it's like forty cents difference between like with literally not even exaggerating within a mile from one another. Well, it's like what what is happening here? You're both that, of you are in the middle of nowhere. That is a steal either way you hash it. So I I drive a plug in hybrid, so I don't gas up too uh-huh. often. Uh, but when I do, I have to do premium just because of the the motor and because it the gas just sits there. It's I guess you know just got to stay you know rich while it sits there and is not used. But I think we're still at like four fifty a gallon, maybe a little mm. bit more than that. Yeah, it's it's nutty. Interesting. I don't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I said, I live in a very small area, so if you had to like a, a larger, like more metro area, it might be a bit more expensive as well. I text my stepbrother. He'd probably know. He lives down near Philadelphia. I know when when it was like when it first peaked, when everyone was freaking out over it, it was like four fifteen here, and like down near Philadelphia, it was like six bucks or something. Good God, it was terrible. And uh, which was back like during then, it was like I'm at home the whole time anyway, so I'm like, oh, this isn't costing me anything. And now it's going back down. I'm like traveling a lot more for work again. I'm like, oh. This kind of sucks, and everyone's like, "You have no idea what it was like." Yeah. Well, I did. I've been chasing the two thousand mile tank since I got this car, um, mm-hmm. which is definitely something that I like to brag about because I, I don't gas up too often, uh, mm-hmm. and that's that's always super nice. You know, charge at home, charge when I get to work, and in, in a given you know normal workday, I'm not using any gas and it feels so good my next car will be an electric one i have a hyundai kona right now and i i was on the verge like do i want to get an electric car there's nowhere to charge around here though right it's like it's a bunch of amish and mennonite people and then hillbilly (laughs) there are no electric vehicles around here there's nowhere to like i would only be able to charge it at home i'd have to get the port installed or whatever well you can actually just use a regular outlet like your oh, okay. standard yeah. 120 volt outlet. Um, the only problem is, is it just doesn't have high enough amperage. So it takes like, for my car, um, it takes about 12 hours to do a full charge just on a regular plug. Mm. Okay. Yeah. It, like I say, it, that wouldn't be terrible. 
but it's still like that's time. Like if I not, I don't think I would ever run into a problem with that. But it's like, like I said, it's like if I'm out and about and I'm driving around a lot or something, it's like, oh, I, I have to go home now. There's no, no charge or whatever. Obviously, if you have like a gas backup, it's different. But yeah, yeah, it, I my next car will probably be a hybrid. But for now, it's like, ah, I'll just get the Kona for now. I like it well enough, and I got it right before like the whole boom with like the car, like the part shortages for vehicles and like the prices of used cars skyrocketing. I got, I was so lucky. Like I got, I got a good deal on mine right before that everything went nuts. And I was like, Ooh, all right, dodged a bullet. <laughs> yeah. That, I mean that market, uh, in addition to most everything else, um, but that market mm-hmm. just seems to stand out to be just increasingly fucked. Uh, I used to work in the car Prices industry. Don't typically come back down once they go up. It seems Yeah, it's like, Oh, yeah. we can make this much money. Well, why yeah. would we stop making this much money? Yeah, and I mean transportation, people pay for it. They gotta get to to where they're yeah. wanting to go. But um I got lucky in a, a similar uh instance, not to in getting a car, but getting out of the car industry before all this shit went sideways. It's a mm. terrible industry to be in, by the way. It's just <laughs> just the whole the whole culture that you see just in the car business in america um it's yeah it's awful super cool people i've met along the way but just by and large people just are assholes (laughs) they suck there's a my girlfriend had a problem with her car a number of months ago now and the mechanic is like, oh, I don't think you'll have to worry about it too much. We'll, we'll figure it out. And it's like the mechanic was great guy. Very nice. But he's getting paid by the hour. There's no incentive for him to like make you get a new car, right? Like he, He's getting his payment just for working. And then while that's going on, you know, the sales guy comes over and he's getting paid on commission. So he's like, he's tell, like, I'm not there with her yet. It was just her, my girlfriend and her mom. And while they're waiting for her car to come back. They were just sitting around for a few, I forget why they got there early. Maybe I think maybe she was going back to pick the car up is what it was. And uh, they're sitting there waiting and the sales guy comes over and he's like, oh, you know, this and that. And they're talking. And uh, my girlfriend's like looking. She wants to get like a Honda CRV maybe. And uh, the guy's like, oh, let me pull up some car. And he pulls up like two Ford Escapes for her. And she's like, I don't want these. And he's like, oh, you'll, you won't want the CRV. And this and that is going on. And she's like, I don't really think I need a new car anyway. He's like, I'm telling you, if you get back in that car, something's going to break. You're going to get in an accident and you're going to regret it. And like I I pull in, I show up like as he's talking to her about this and he's like scaring her, like telling her like, no, your car is, is not going to work properly. You're going to get into an accident. And I was like, I got super annoyed. I'm like, this is a disgusting tactic. You're like scaring her into buying a new vehicle. And uh, I get there and he's like in the middle of talking to her. He's like, yeah, you know, it could go any day now. You don't know. And I'm, I, I walk up and I'm like, the car is fine. It's perfectly fine. You don't need a new car. Uh, and he's like, oh, I pulled up, you know, two new Ford Escapes. You can try them out now if you want. I'm like, she doesn't even want a Ford Escape. She's not interested in this. And then the mechanic walks over. And he's like, yeah, everything's good to go. Looks like you just got some <laughs> this and that. And the guys, the sales guy is just like, oh, you know, you can still drive it, you know, do a test drive if you want. And I'm like, we're fine. She's not interested. It's like that. I hate that in sales. But like, I was a salesperson, not for used cars, but I, I worked in sales for, you know, six years. I, I would, there's no scenario in which I'm talking to someone like scaring them into purchasing something like I, I that I got so frustrated by that. Yeah, I did. Um, 
part of my time working at dealerships was in sales. That's how I started. And that was the reason I struggled with it. Cause it's like, I didn't, I didn't want to be the, the pushy salesperson that, you know, the yeah. managers were encouraging you to do. Cause that's just the culture. And <clears throat> I remember it was a Sunday I was working and it's like, Hey, I just assigned you like a hundred, um, previous customers or prospects leads, whatever, go ahead and give them a call. And I'm like, okay. And so started calling a lot of, you know, just no pickups, left the message, whatever. Um, there's one guy that answered the phone. He's like, hello. Hey, uh, I'm, I'm over here at the, uh, the Ford dealership and, uh, just wanted to follow up and see if you were, you know, interested in spending thousands of dollars on a car you might not even need. <laughs> and he's like, you know what day it is? I'm like, Oh, it's Sunday, sir. He's like, yeah. Uh, you know, what's going on right now? Um, I, I don't know. Church. Uh, you tell me. And it's like the Seahawks are playing. I, I, I'm good. I'll be in touch. And then just hangs up on me. And I'm like, <laughs> Oh no, like this is so, it's so awful on the flip side though. There, there are a, a couple people that you don't even need to do the, the pushy salesperson tactic. There was one guy that came in. Um, I greeted him and I was like, Oh, so are you, are you just getting, work done in the service department are you looking to buy something it's like oh yeah like i'm i brought my car in but i've been looking at these ford escapes i was like hey yeah like what, what do you want to know about them he's like oh it's just you guys have any uh used ones like yeah we got like 10 of them whatever and he's like all right what colors do you have I was like, oh there's black there's red there's blue he's like uh i like the blue let's go with the blue all right cool and then a couple hours later he drove off with the new car <laughs> uh there was another guy um, that came in and he was looking at a little tiny Ford Fiesta, two of them, a black one and a white one. Uh, he was there for probably six hours, but not in the sense of like, you know, just trying to, to haggle and just going back and forth. Mm -hmm. It's because he couldn't decide if he wanted the black or the white. And this was probably <laughs> at like eight 30 at night. We had closed at seven and he looks over and he's got all the papers in front of him. We're waiting for something because they just, I mean, it's designed to keep you there. So you think about it like, oh yeah, I actually do like need a new car or want a new car. So he just looks over at me. He's like, do you have a coin? I'm like, oh, um, I mean, I could find you one. Hold on. He's like, walk around, try to find a quarter, place it on the desk right next to him. And he's like, all right, uh, I'm going to go heads white, tails black. All righty, cool. So he flips it. It lands. I think he went off with the white one. So it landed on heads. And he's like, all right, cool. Uh, let's let's get this wrapped up. This guy. Crack on the desk sideways. <laughs> yeah, it's inconclusive. <laughs> the universe is telling you something. Uh, but then, so this guy was probably five foot three and like 200 pounds. I mean, he was short mm -hmm. and wide. And he drove uh, buses like Metro buses for the, the mm -hmm. city and like pretty unassuming guy. But as he is, uh, the, they pulled his new car, his white Ford Fiesta out next to his one that he was trading in. And he's like, Hey, do you mind, uh, you know, moving some stuff over? And I mean, his, his car was just a filth, just <laughs> disgusting inside. Um, and I was like, yeah, sure. And the door opened and there was just that, you know, there, there's a certain stench. I don't know mm. quite how to describe it, but if you've ever been in someone's car that they just don't really give no fucks about, it's that smell. Uh, and so I'm moving just like stacks of paper and uh, half opened mail over to his new car. And then 
he pops the trunk and he's like, Hey, get a load of this. And he pulls out like a bull pop rifle. I'm like, Oh, cool. All righty. Uh, yeah, this is going in the, the new car as well. He's like, yeah, I just wanted to show you. I was like, all right, well, uh, Hey, it's a pleasure doing business with you. And, um, yeah, I, I know that if I ever ride the buses here around town, I'll, I'll be, I'll be safe. <laughs> uh, I when, I remember when I was going to get my Kona, the they had the they were getting the one ready, and they're like, "Oh, well, you do a test drive." And the one the the manager has been driving this one. I'm like, "Okay." He's like, "Oh, we'll just get it cleaned up, and we go out." I get it to take a test drive. There's like two inches of standing coffee in the cup holder. <laughs> I was like, "What the heck?" He's like, "Yeah, just sorry, we didn't get a chance to clean it up all the way." I'm like, "How does this happen?" <laughs> it's like, yeah. He just he shows up in this to work with two inches of coffee and doesn't bother to clean it up. Like, what is he doing? <laughs> no, there's a level of arrogance with like the the sales managers because they get those loaner cars and they just they're like, well, I have a certain status here at this here uh, business and I'm going to drive it and I'm going to treat it however I want to treat it because it's it's not mine. What what are the rules surrounding uh, trade-ins? Like, do you have to disclose issues with the cars when you trade them in? No, uh, it's basically okay, up good. to the dealership. Like, they have to, you know, kind of because they're somewhat crunched by time of just getting an mm-hmm. assessment of like how much the car is worth. Uh, but if there is like a a deeply rooted issue with it that you don't disclose, you don't have to to tell them. But chances are, like, if you bring in an older car. Um, Mm -hmm. to like, like a branded store. Like the one I worked at was a Ford dealership. Um, they're like picky and choosy with what they'll actually recondition and resell the rest Mm -hmm. of it, uh, will go, uh, they'll just sell it to an auction house and then it'll end up on like those fringe used car lots elsewhere. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Cause I, when I got my Kona, I traded in a, a Subaru Outback. It was 2011. It had a little over 200,000 miles. The transmission was shot. It needed new tires. I forget. It was going to be, I, I took it to a garage and I was like, just give me an estimate first before we do anything. Like, okay. And it was going to be like, it was all sorts of different issues. It was going to be like, like almost $5,000 of repairs. It needed so much work done. And uh, I I took it to to trade it in. They didn't ask me any quick questions about it really. I think he got the mileage and that was about it. And uh, yeah, they ended up giving me way more than I expected for it. And I was like, yeah, sounds good. I didn't even haggle over the trade in value because I was, I was ready to just trade it in for free. Essentially, right? Art like, is worth nothing, and uh, yeah, they gave me way more than I was expecting. I was like, I'm not gonna haggle on that. I'll haggle on the price of the the new car a bit, but the trade in you can. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good number to me. Sure. Yeah, it's like three thousand dollars or something they gave me for. It. I was like, that's fine. Whatever. This this car is valueless to me at this point. Uh, take it. just get it off my hands before i have to pay for anything once uh, yeah once i left sales i was like i can't do this for the rest of my life i need to go back to college so as i was in college i ended up getting a job at the same dealership as just like a lot attendant and Mm -hmm. there was a guy that came in and brought bought excuse me a brand new uh f-150 raptor and he traded in a like 2008 mazda rx8 which is a rotary engine which requires like special maintenance and care it's not one of those cars that is just like a commuter that you turn on the engine and you're off and going to where you need to go 
Like my brother has one of these cars too. Like you have to start it up. You have to let it warm up. Um, from time to time, you need to put oil into the, uh, into the gas because it's a, how the rotary engine functions or needs to be. It's kind of like, uh, with like a lawnmower or like a weed whacker, um, like the two stroke motors. So like, Mm -hmm. there's all these special things that you have to do. And so he was in the process of getting his new truck. And then the sales guy was like, Hey, can you drive this around back so we can, you know, get it in and, and start the process. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Whatever. And so I hopped in it and I mentioned my brother has one, but I've never driven it. I hadn't driven these cars before. Uh, and I also forgot that they, uh, require special (laughs) treatment when you start it up. And he had been there for probably three, four hours already. And so (laughs) I'm like, well, you know what? Uh, I'm going to take the long way to go around back. You know, I'm actually going to hop on the, the main drag that the dealership was on and, and so I pull out and I punch it and immediately it goes and then it just, <laughs> so then I turn into the other, uh, driveway for the dealership and park it mm-hmm. and walk the keys back and give it back to the sales guy. I'm like, all right, it's in the back. And then a couple of weeks later, <laughs> um, the, the tow truck or the, the flatbed truck showed up. It was picking up cars to go to auction. It was cars that the dealership had decided they weren't going to try and sell. And that was one of them. And so, uh, someone else hops in it. It's like, Oh, we can't get this to start. And I was like, Oh, that's, that's weird. Like these are, these are unique cars. It's so strange that that's not starting up. And it's like, yeah, we might have to push it back so the truck can pick it up. I was like, yeah, hey, that's a great idea. I'll help you with that because yeah, this car ain't going anywhere. <laughs> so yeah, just a word to the wise with vehicle maintenance if you're driving a, a rotary. But yeah, like I said, I had uh, a lot of fun experiences, um, working at dealerships, but the industry itself just is absolutely awful. It's terrible. I feel like that can apply to like any sales position to an extent. Yeah. Okay, so like working in sales for me, like I treated it more as like a consultative uh, like approach and they were like, just get them to, you know, buy the product. And I'm like, I feel like I have morals and it might be a conflict of interest here. <laughs> so, yeah. It's like, I don't want to go in and just trick someone into buying this. Like I, I, I can't on a good conscience do that. Like if I'm not going to trick somebody into buying something they don't need, that's going to affect them. Like I work with small businesses. They don't have thousands of dollars extra to spend on advertising. Like, right. I'm not going to sell this to them telling them like, Oh, it's definitely going to succeed and then have it fail only for them to be out thousands of dollars, not able to pay their employees or whatever. Like I'm not doing that. And so that was the main reason why I got out of it. I was like, this is, this is not for people like me. I, yeah. I just don't hard for this. That was the other very difficult part working in sales at the dealership is uh, people would come in wanting to buy a car and then, you know, they, they get their credit ran. They, you know, uh, the finance people get an idea of, you know, the, the type of loan they could get. And when you're, when I'm seeing on pieces of paper, they have like a 328 credit score. Um, mm-hmm. and I'm looking at that and I was like, these people are not in a position to be making these purchases, but you know, I'd bring that up with the manager and be like, it's, that's not your decision to make. And it's like, that's a fair point. It is not my decision to make, yeah. but I'm not comfortable trying to convince someone who is going to be paying 35% interest on a 10 year old car, uh, that this is a good decision to make. And so, yeah, that was another reason where I was like, I, I can't do this. Like it just feels, it's not dirty, 
but it felt dirty because it's like I I'm not like knowing that you are probably going to default on this car loan that you just feel so adamant about, you know, picking up a new car when you don't need a new car. Uh, maybe pay down your credit card debt a little bit, you know, build that credit score up and then come back to it. So yeah, it's, it was, it was a valuable time to, to learn about everything about, you know, negotiation about credit scores and how important they are. Um, but then the, the flip side of it, you know, in that sales environment is the hierarchy of, you know, you have your, your sales guys that are making, you know, sometimes, you know, 10, 15, 20 grand a month in commissions. And then when I stepped down from that position and was just a lot attendant while I was in college, it was like the script was flipped. It's like, no, like you're our bitch. You do what we tell you to do. And it's like, I really struggle with that because it's like, I've had conversations with you. Like I, you're a fucking dumbass. I don't, I don't want to listen to you. That's probably why I would never have been able to join the military is just chain of command um trumps you know intellect and and common sense but you saw that at the dealership as well (laughs) yeah i just i couldn't do it i i i definitely have like i just there's a point where i'm like now i'm gonna go with my gut over you telling me that i just need to do this for the sake of people that are going to make money that doesn't benefit anyone in particular other than just making money Right. A stranger acting in your best interest. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I don't know. Anyway, we uh, went a little, uh, little over an hour here by about 45 minutes. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah. uh, is there anything you need to touch on before we wrap up here? I don't mean to drag on too long. Uh, got to head out here. No, th- this was, this was a lot of fun. Yeah. I have the, on the screen, you know, showing the, the recording, I think at an hour 20, it's like, yeah, this was not going to be an hour. Uh, it's been good conversations though. I mean, yeah, I appreciate you reaching out and inviting me to come on. Thank you so much for coming. I had a, I had a great time chatting. Like I said, it's, we never know what's going to happen. I, I know I always tell guests like, Oh, I have notes in case we need to refer back to things, but usually it's just a, we get into the weeds and then it's all over <laughs> shooting the shit. Yeah. Uh, where can people go to, to check out all your stuff? Yeah. So, uh, if, if you are a social media browser um, on any of the platforms, uh, you can find me at Chuck underscore Sway. Uh, there is also accounts for the Country Strong Clyde persona for all Country Strong clips. That is at Country Strong Clyde. No spaces, no underscores. That's on Instagram and TikTok. Uh, if you want to check out the show, it's on all the potty or all the podcast audio platforms as well as the video on the Chuck Sway YouTube channel, and then. Uh, sometimes there is content that will never fly on YouTube. So that has to be blurred out, but all the links to everything that's featured on the show, whether it's, you know, a little bit more edgy, a content or just regular stuff, um, for each episode can be found at chucksway.com. And yeah, if you, uh, if you want to call a random number and just spew whatever you want to say, uh, 818-275-SWAY. Uh, it's a seven nine two nine for the S W A Y in the number. Awesome. And you guys can all go check out digestproductions.live. Got links to all of our stuff on there. G95 apparel, Surfshark, some of our sponsors. Uh, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank and, you. Uh, thank you everyone for listening. We'll see you all in the next episode. Have a good one. Bye. <laughs>